0: Rotaku Men of Culture Games Weekly Episode 4 recorded November 11th, 2019, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I am your host Aaron, joined as always by my co-host Jordan. Hello. Hi. The snowman.
1: It, it's, it's pretty rough, honestly. I, uh, I wasn't feeling so good today, so I, I just stayed in. I was like, it's not worth it. <laughs> uh, I wish I I wish I
0: had that luxury. I Technically it's a day off. Yeah, they need you. But then I had to go in. And I was telling you a little bit before we started, if you run a business, let's just put this on record. If you run a business that requires the removal of snow and you buy your employees a one-stage snow thrower to do not a little bit of snow removal, like a significant amount, rethink your business. (laughs) Spend the extra... I was looking online because honestly, it's gotten to the point where I might just buy a snowblower for work and then just write my name all over it. So when I have a house someday, I can bring it home with me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like 400, 500 bucks for a decent two-stage snowblower. Like the investment's got to be worth it because you're paying me overtime to sit out there. And I be- usually, if the snowblower works and I can do what I need to do, two hours, I'm in and out i was at two and a half hours i wasn't even halfway done i came home to do this and to relax and then i'm gonna go back later with a decent snowblower oh my goodness so okay so just think about that after like probably after like four or five snows it pays itself off
1: yeah because overtime it racks up pretty quick especially if you're if you're being paid a little more than other people uh once you once you start getting that overtime and i know exactly what you mean I I am looking enough to work in a food industry where it's like, oh, you're about to hit overtime, go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're not if you're not necessary right now at this exact moment, we want you to go home.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things. I don't want to sound like too complaining because it is the job I signed up for. Like I yeah. knew I was going to do it, but like. Most of the time it's okay. It's just it's really frustrating when it's still kind of warm out, like it is, so all the snow is just like wet and heavy. Yeah, it's packing. And you've got like these little rubber paddles on the snow blower. It's like at least if you're gonna be cheap, at least buy one with like metal blades or something, you know. <laughs> I really appreciate that.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh. I, you could you could complain a little bit. Let's be honest here. Like I know you're doing it right now, but but if your if your top job is tough and you signed up for it and and you feel like oh man this is just really tough today, I think people get the right away. Just to just to complain just a little bit Not like oh god I hate my job someone else go someone take it Bye. and
0: honestly that's what the beginning of this podcast is turning into Aaron's complaining <laughs> moment that's, that's people, the name I, of at the podcast the yeah. yeah we're just gonna make a new podcast where it's yeah. just me complaining for an hour it's, and
1: half. it's not what games have you played this week it's what's really grinding your gears at this moment
0: and then we'll <laughs> move into the news about how I think we could like handle this better yeah and then <laughs> the topic of the week like it'll be great. But we'll move on, otherwise I'm... Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I know I, what you I mean. Just, you could I'm probably so, just talk about this all... I'm so exhausted. ...a whole other podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, nope, nope, we're moving on. Okay, Jordan, we've got a great show lined up for us today. We're going to be talking some Sony news, some Horizon Zero Dawn. We're going to talk about Super Smash Brothers. We're going to go through our top five PS2 games. But first, my friend, as always, what have you been playing
1: this week? This week, well, like I said, you never just like play Iceborne for just one week, and then the (laughs) next week you don't. I've been playing a lot more. I've also been looking up videos of past Monster Hunter games, so now I'm getting immersed in the culture of it. Just like everyone in Japan, apparently. It's bigger in Japan, I know. So that has been one complaint with the game, and interesting
0: that you're, like, looking at past games. Do you feel this one's light on monsters? Like, I know there's plenty to do, but one complaint I've heard about World is just there's not as many monsters in it.
1: Well, I noticed this when I was looking at past games. I was like, there's a lot more monsters in these in these games, but at the same time, it doesn't seem as cohesive. Um, or, like, they, they exist, but how do I explain it? Like... Like they they were quickly opted out mm-hmm. when the next monster came in because if okay, you yeah, if you yeah. play Monster That's Hunter true. they start off small and then they get larger and then they get epic and then you know it becomes the final boss or whatever like that but if you're playing if you're playing Monster Hunter World it ramps up quicker like you're not spending as much time at the bottom of the barrel the small fry yeah you're not killing you know Kulu Ku, which is just this little silly bird thing. And they always have a silly bird thing in Monster Hunter that, like, you kill it twice, you get what you need from it, and then you're done. You never have to see it ever again. You'll just... In Monster Hunter, they're important because they pop up later on. Like, everything's cohesive. So you might be hunting this monster, and then he start, then he just comes in and starts a turf war or something like that, and then they start fighting each other. But besides that, the importance is kind of... It is fitted differently. And plus, I hear that the... There's more of a story in Monster Hunter World than in the other games as oh, well. yeah, I think that's... so. Before it was like, oh, that looks cool. I want to kill it, or like I need to repel this from something else. But you're going through the story mode in Monster Hunter World, at least from my opinion. I've only played World, like I've only seen videos and stuff like right. that. But the difference is, uh, even though it ramps up quickly in World, in in Iceborne too, it's still pretty packed together comparative to like what you fight. And the other Monster Hunter games, like there will be one where really, you're fighting this little bird character, this little bird creature, and then the final boss is like Fatalis, the the original black dragon that kills all other dragons, and they only send the greatest hunters in the world to fight them. And you know he kills those hunters and melds their armor onto his skin and stuff like that. Oh my god! It gets big. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I assume there's more variety in the other games. But also, I like having more focus, especially when you add more freedom into the game, where like you can go anywhere instead of like zone transitions and stuff like that. Uh, you need to have that guidance with freedom. I think we talked about it in one of the other episodes. I think it was episode two. We talked about like too much freedom can be choking. Right. You know? Yeah, with the outer world too. Yeah, too much, uh, too much variety. Right. And I
0: was actually, I was just getting ready to ask you if you think they could drop monsters in. Like, just a little bit at a time is like side DLC here and there, but it almost sounds like you would prefer it more the Iceborne route, where again, because you like the focused everything blending together, you would almost want like a big expansion so that way everything in the new like, area
1: is, makes sense together. Well, they've done both, and they've both been successful in Monster Hunter World. They've dropped just random, like, free DLC characters, or it's like, oh, hey, here's this old monster that you had in the other one. Here's Devil Joe. Now he's in the wild, and now he became part of the ecosystem. And then they also have expansions like Iceborne, where they just give you a huge, here's a huge whole pack, you get, like, two or three new zones, and everything just kind of fits together that way. Both have been successful. I remember they they brought like a raid monster into Monster Hunter World, and it was called Colvay Taroth, and you would need like 16 or 20 hunters just to kill this thing quickly. And the way they did that is you have squads of four, and you would all be in the same gathering hub, the the same area, and you would all go on like four people hunts, but you would all... Benefit towards the same objective. Okay, that's cool. So that and it drops like a ton of loot that's randomized, which they called her like the Queen of RNG because you can get the greatest weapons in the game, or you can get absolute dog crap. Because uh, that always feels good when yeah. you're getting absolute <laughs> dog crap, and your friend's like, "Wow, I just got the best yeah. thing in the game!" I, I, you get like three. I mean, the the loot's guaranteed. It's just what you get. Like the is right, right. guaranteed, but what you get could be different. Uh, and that had us going for a long time. One monster—they added one monster and one concept in the game—and that that breathed, breathed, yeah, breathed new life. It breathed new life into the game. It it set it off. People got more connected. People were talking more and like discords and stuff like that. So you could do both. I really feel like you can. You just gotta you got to introduce it in a timely manner before everyone starts dying off, or with the promise of something new on the on the horizon. Okay, interesting. What else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing some Blade and Soul with your sister and, and Peter. Blade and Soul. Huh? Yeah, Blade and Soul. I, okay. I believe it's Korean. I believe so. It's the ARPG, right?
0: The iso- isometric one. No. 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 This well, one. It's more like an
1: action RPG, but it's an MMO. Okay. So tell me a little more. I know I've heard of it, but yes. Yeah, so it it's this like. Like I said, it's more like an action RPG. In fact, okay. there is an option in the game to make it so that you can't see other characters. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Unless they're, like, they're in
0: your that immediate in That old MMO area. chestnut, like, oh, let's just get rid of... The We're selling this MMO.
1: You can turn off the MMO part. That You know what? And if that works for you, that works well. Because remember, I talked about Star Wars The Old Republic. It's a good single-player game with multiplayer functionality. Right. And I think this is that game, too, because um, it works... It functions well on its own. Very casual... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing a gunslinger and I just walk through and I'm holding the right mouse button and whatever goes in my area, I pop, pop, and it just dies. Pop, 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 but you don't get much experience for it, so it's not viable. Right. But the game is very Makes easy. you feel good. <laughs> yeah, you can solo. If you know what you're doing, you have, like, dodges and parries and stuff like that, and they're on reasonable cooldowns. So when you're fighting a boss, uh, they just they don't really have too many auto attacks. They have these huge lunging attacks, which have, like, hit boxes that you can see, and you know when they're about to hit, too like they have a system in it so if you're good you can just avoid everything and and keep getting hits in and getting stronger and stuff like that so it's that like you said it's
0: action combat definitely not like your tab target press absolutely not uh what's the model is it free to play or it
1: is free to play it's free to play and it has uh you know a the premium the premium system yes so Alyssa only has two character slots uh but I subscribed at one point back in the day. I used to play the game a lot. Okay. And we just recently just thought, you remember Blade and Soul? You want to play that again? Yeah, sure. And I had subscribed at one point, and I have four character slots. Okay.
0: so So, it's one of those like even if you subscribe once and don't like you still unlock like some yeah they don't lock it down like there is like i know in swotor for example if you subscribe you unlock all the expansions you get like preferred status like stuff that doesn't go away even when you yeah are done which is interesting but i guess guess it keeps the
1: lights on keeps the game going on and star wars has a great idea which is um you can, when you're a subscriber, you can make as many characters as you want. You have a ton of character slots or whatever like that. I don't right. even think there's a limit. But when you don't become a subscriber, they don't, like, take away your characters. They lock it so that you can only have two active. Right. And you can switch them from act, active to inactive, which is an amazing model considering how tour works. I mean... That's amazing, but at the same time, like I feel like they
0: just shouldn't let you make more than two characters if you're not subscribed. <laughs> it seems a little arbitrary to like you have to like set him as active, but you can but you can change it at any given point. Like
1: that's just I believe there are limitations. that like you can't me. just go active inactive, things okay, like that. Okay, maybe like one a day cooldown or something. Yeah, but okay. the thing is, you're going to be playing that one character story, uh, and then play it through. You're done with that character. You make him inactive. You get another active character. It's it's that easy. I mean, you don't get those like flavor of the week feelings like, Oh, I wanna play this guy now or oh I wanna play this guy now. But I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay, so Iceborne, Blade and Soul. Blade and Soul. I just got out of a league game and I'm reminded of why I shouldn't play League of Legends, even though all my friends want me to. And I'm just like ah, If I all just... your friends are jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge, Jordan? If I lost all my <laughs> friends off the bridge, yes I would jump off the bridge. Oh, <laughs>
0: Well, I wouldn't be jumping off a bridge. So. Yeah, it's like, ooh.
1: I, I'm not sitting
0: here telling you to play League of Legends. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to recommend against it. You're going to recommend <laughs> against it.
1: Maybe you should recommend I play Heroes of the Storm instead. I'll listen to you if you say I'm that. I'm going to recommend you play World of Warcraft. I just tried playing World of Warcraft today. Did you? But we were both, Alyssa and I were both in that, like, we were playing Blade and Soul, and then we're like, I don't know what we want to play right now. So we start playing World of Warcraft. And we're like, nah, this, this feels weird. Were you trying classic or modern? i was playing modern because i want to love up the uh the voldeneye i think they're called yeah the, the, the fox the people yeah i've so, got foxy foxy saved as a name on our server
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's quite the um tactic name saving but it's it, it's a good one of course but yeah i just i couldn't get myself to play it it had nothing to do i like updated all my add-ons and stuff like that i logged in i just walked around for a second i was like
0: have always got to keep the add-ons up to date. Exactly. I feel like every time I turn on my Twitch app, it's just all like, "You've got up to date. You got to update your add-ons." And I'm like, "How? How is stuff still getting updated? This game hasn't been like the game. Like, we're good. Like, this game hasn't been updated in a while. Yeah, exactly. Like, how, what's
1: breaking still? It must have been broken in the first place. I, if you I need guess. updates now, I guess. But that I think that's that's pretty much it. Honestly, I haven't been really playing that much. I'm I'm just really waiting for Persona Royal to come out before I really start going into a game like iceborne it's early next year right for us i, know I believe so yeah. i think it's
0: out in japan right now correct or just about to come if out. it is i know I, it's earlier if it is i'm avoiding spoilers like no one's business yeah because it's adding like another semester right kind of like another season it's it's adding a lot more to the game but it's still the original storyline right so it's not like dlc it's yeah like, i know they're like plopping like a whole new section
1: in them yes I think like, a, like a new palace essentially kind mm-hmm. of thing and they're at they're introducing new playable characters well not playable
0: like right. you get more allies yeah you can stuff like your that. party
1: and stuff which this is gonna sound weird but my my main gripe with my only gripe with persona 5 was that it was short <laughs> and that's me saying that yeah i here's short meanwhile i stopped after 10 hours and i was done with one palace it was a <laughs> short long game and the way i introduced that is there was so much of it that you can tell near the end that they were kind of just like, all right, keep it going. Keep, keep the ball going, you know? It's it's kind of like when uh, when TV shows start to run out of money, and you can tell. And you're like, okay, now they're wrapping this up pretty quickly. I knew very early, and maybe, maybe
0: you've told me this before, but I knew very early in that game that I want to hook up with the nurse. Because <laughs> 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 for those of you that don't know, it's really cool. Like, Persona is half a jrpg so you're turn-based fighting and then half like a life slash dating sim yes you it's a, it's a lot
1: of time management and dating and yeah and stuff like that you can you can date your teacher you can date this reporter you can date your th- teacher you can date your teacher she can give you can i date all of them yes oh my goodness but that is highly discouraged this because at, you know when valentine's day comes up and everyone's at your front door what do you think's gonna happen especially if Half of those girls are on your team. Well, you know it's going to (laughs) happen. No, that's not going to happen. A wonderful relationship. A wonderful, it was, and it was with the guy that saw the whole thing, and he was like, you know what, you're a piece of crap, but here's. well, you know, you know, that's
0: not fair. I've been watching, Alexis and I have been watching this, uh, it's called Explained on Netflix, and it's like they add a new documentary episode every week. And we were watching one on just, like, open relationships and how that's becoming a bigger thing. So, yeah. you, know, you know what? That's how I'm going to play Persona 5. <laughs> I'm probably never going to get back to it, but that's how I'm going to play Persona 5. Persona 5, the original version, is actually free on PlayStation Plus this month. Is so, it? For those well, of you... If if this jumbled explanation of what the game is has piqued your interest,
1: <laughs> you can check it out for fairly cheap. Yes, I highly recommend it. It's my favorite game of all time. Uh, it sits... It sits pretty high honestly and i had a few other ones like dark souls was a big one for a while and i and i enjoy it hits a a different number for me than dark souls did dark souls will always be you know the thing i love but persona 5 just nails every point that i love right so it, it has to go first okay so as i teased last week
0: all I've played this week is World of Warcraft Classic. I saw that. My eyes about to fall out of their sockets, <laughs> but I did it. I made it to level sixty. I managed to hit it on Sunday. Uh, I put up a good video. I maybe saw I'll, that. Video. Maybe I'll upload it to the to the Brotaku it's Facebook. It's really page. good. I, I was proud of it considering I put like <laughs> five minutes worth of effort into it. Um But no, like yeah, like the game's just so good. Like I knew I wanted to hit sixty before Phase two started and we have a new story about that later, so I won't go too much into phase two. But I knew I wanted to hit sixty before phase two started. But the whole time, even with phase two looming, I never felt rushed because I was just having such a good time just playing the game. Yeah. Because it's so in like it's so fun not to just murder everything immediately. Like you have to think about your polls. I was even enjoying there there's been now that I'm in the higher level zones, of course, in the endgame zones, a lot of quest mobs are just farmed for things they drop for endgame materials. Yeah. And so, like, I had a lot of fun. I was in a village trying to kill some shamans and stuff. And the Alliance had it on complete lockdown. I couldn't like I couldn't actually go into the village, so I was sitting on the outside of town. <laughs> sniping mobs off. Yeah. Well, no, just sniping mobs out of town and like attacking them. And then yeah, of course, you know, like occasionally the warrior would stray too far away from his friend and I just go, <laughs> Load
1: them up, boys.
0: Because now my aim shots are critting for like three K and it's like if they're not
1: geared, I'm one shotting these bad boys. Oh my lord. You know, I I've, I've been trying to get into classic and I think I got the right mindset for it now. Where it's like, just kill everything in sight. Even when you're waiting for something, just, just oh, yeah. don't just stay still, be pulling
0: everything. No, definitely. Always
1: be doing something.
0: I remember back when I played the game 15 years ago, I was always like, oh man, I gotta get to this quest, I gotta get to this quest. And I'd be like, oh, this thing requires killing 30 guys and they're mixed in with like four other yeah. of the mops. Now when I see a quest like that, I'm like, oh my God, we're gonna grind for like an hour. Here we go, boys. <laughs> like, it's just the way the game is. Like you actually can make more experience per hour if you're just killing mobs efficiently. Like a lot of I've been reading some like leveling guides because the next character I'm going to do I think is going to be a warrior, just because <laughs> you got to bring it back. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things. Like I rolled the hunter because we had so many of our friends that were going to play this game with us, and then like I'm sitting here like I'm the only one left. Like you and my sister, I see on once in a blue moon, but not enough to do anything with. But everyone else. Even like Mike? Yeah, Mike unsubscribed when Destiny 2 expansion dropped. Makes sense. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. And so, but now that I'm at 60, the real game has begun. (laughs) Uh, I've started... Getting some best in slot stuff, pre raid best in slot, of course. Yes. Um, my guild leader actually whispered me, "He's like, so you're 60 now, going to be on for a raid tonight?" And I was like, "No, gotta, I've got something else to do." So I so. got fresh
1: greens. Yeah, um, I got and... Fr-
0: Well, and they don't care. They were taking people at 58, so yeah, just a matter of filling the numbers. 40 people. That's not an insignificant amount of people to get oh, together. Oh my goodness. Um, so I started. I started getting my pre-raid best in slot stuff. What sucks is some of this pre-raid best in slot stuff, I've pulled up my list. I've got like four pieces that was pre-raid best in slot until Dire Maul dropped. So uh, now I'm like yeah. it's like second place and I'm just like, "Oh, this is eating me up." But it's the nice thing about it is like, for example, like my actual weapon is like 54 attack power, 1% crit, and the only difference between that and the best in slot from Dire Maul is 6 attack power. Like yeah, it'd be nice
1: to have, but I'm not going to kill myself over it yeah so like that's that's a huge like min max thing right but in the grand scheme of things like I, I can see it like i would i would go for it in something like iceborne but like seth knows me i don't i don't mid max mid max in anything else i that sort of thing where it's like uh, i mean like I'll i'll keep it in mind and i'll keep it in like my vision but like i'm not going to go out of my way to get that sort of upgrade but,
0: and, I mean, again, different different strokes for different folks, but I, what I enjoy about it is in Classic WoW, it's easier to min-max because the piece of gear is just the piece of gear. Like, you can get yourself a list and be like, this is the gear I want, this is the gear I'm going after, and when it drops, it drops. It's not like the modern game where it might Titan Forge, it might do this, it might do that. The piece of gear is better because it has a gem slot even though it's like 40 item levels lower. Like, it's it's just it's very simple to the point like if you want to play it that way it's this is what you get if not like you can just go into dungeons i mean i got i got that weapon i was telling you about i got that before i even looked up my best in slot list so i was like oh cool i got my second best in slot during the accident. progression yeah.
1: process
0: you and have to seek it out another thing that i i can see why it was taken out of the game i can see where it can be frustrating but what i'm enjoying are the entomments. Uh, so yes. I started working on my Anixia toment. I only got the first part done. That's to run Lower Blackrock Spire. I'm on the part to run Upper Blackrock Spire. So I, I've been waited long enough. It takes. It's taken me long enough that I can probably easily join a group. But just that part alone, this is like a ten-part quest. Just from part one to part two, you run Lower Blackrock Spire. In order to get into Upper Blackrock Spire, you have to get like this Ascension Seal and put three gems into it. The gems drop off a boss, but just drop one gem for the whole group. So, like, if you're not in a guild that's all like, okay, we gotta put this together, just give them the gem, you're rolling against people. Like, three different people won three different gems. Yeah. In the group I ran with. So it's like, I'm just sitting here thinking about trying to pug the, getting my thing, because I want it, just to have it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, luckily only one person needs to have it, but... Um, so I started the Onyxia chain that's like 10 quests long. You have to go, I, I watched a video just to remind myself. You go into Upper Blackrock Spire like three different times. Like it's crazy. That's a 10-man raid. So like three different times you're putting together 10 people just to get a tune for a 40-man raid. That has one boss in it, by the way. Onyxia yeah. is just a one-boss raid. Onyxia, it's just like a couple of mobs and then Onyxia. But it's just, it's so much fun, because, like, the Sholomance key, for example, again, only one person needs it, but I wanted to have it, just so I'm, you know... Like, you don't have to rely on other, together Yeah, yeah you, you're more valuable that way. And most of it's done in the Eastern playlands but then it's just like, yeah, we need to go to the volcano in Ungoro Crater to, like, smelt this key into the mold, and I'm like, oh my gosh, so then you got to go all the way to Ungoro, and you got to bring thorium bars with you, so if you're not a smelter, you've got to buy them au- auction house like I did, or talk to somebody, you know... And you go back there and then you go back and you know it's like oh this isn't good enough now we have to kill this elite mob in the middle of town over here so you get your five man group together and you go kill this elite mob in the middle of town what was actually neat is we actually seven manned it because i got out there with another guy and i because i only found one guy to kill this elite but luckily the thing i needed dropped off something that just spawns after the mob dies and there was another group of five out there so we just seven manned it uh, another thing about the game And I think I brought this up in episode one when I was talking about questing in Hinterlands. But I just, I love the group dynamic and getting groups together. I was doing the Nathanos line, which basically just ends with seven quests that you need five people for right in a row. Yeah. And it was just, it's so much fun just getting together for like two, two and a half hours with people you don't know at all. But, like, you're all doing this thing together. And, and you stick together. You stick together. And because there's time in between things, and I know that can be frustrating for some people, but because there is just natural time in between things, like, you again, you've got to go to Eastern playlands and you got to fly back to Undercity at some point in the middle of this and then come all the way back out there and then you've got to look for this mob that pats all the way through the whole zone of Eastern Plaguelands. It gives you time to talk. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's kind of neat. Like, I, I guess I shouldn't say kind of neat. Like, I like it a lot. But, like, I know I can understand where people wouldn't like that but i think it's the yeah. novelty that's lost in games again the mmo aspect i think it's lost in mmos a lot these days case in point you can just turn off the mmo part in mmos these days like i enjoy just, that it's thought. really something
1: i've missed i've had that experience in pyrewood village and just just to preface like everything aaron was talking about like travel and like elite in the middle elites in like the middle of towns that's rough like travel is a huge thing in, in original and in, in classic because it's one, it's either expensive or it's expensive or it takes a long time. And when it takes a long time, it's unsafe, especially when you play in a PVP server like us. If you don't have a mount by the time you're like at least 50, I guess,
0: you're going to be going through some rough zones. I mean, at this point, I'm gonna be farming stuff soon. Everybody's getting them out. You're getting them out. She's getting them out. Everybody's getting mounts. No need to worry. See,
1: so yeah, I totally, I totally understand what you're coming from. I also enjoyed that. Sometimes you just need time to just sit down and and just take your time, just relax, or like just just get the bonding process. Again, you it's, know,
0: it's an adventure. It's not about the journey. Like, obviously, Endgame is very important, but the original World of Warcraft, and again, it's. I've mentioned this before it's a problem that the game has just because it is so old like it's they're not making when they make a new expansion they're not making it for people just picking up the game for the first time i think when you've got a brand new mmo just something an advantage they have is you're crafting an adventure it doesn't have to be an end game race and i think that's a problem even with some newer mmos like it's all about getting to end game race to end game race to end game like classic wow was an adventure in and of itself like, the whole, like... Wailing Caverns feels just as good completing as, like, Upper Black Rock Spire. Because, like, again, because it is a slower process, that gear's gonna last you longer. Just, there's just something... There's something about it. Like, Blizzard knew what they were doing back then. Like, and, again, it get... WoW was the casual MMO when it first came out. Like, even the more hardcore, what we could see as casual, or classic WoW today, was casual compared to, like, an EverQuest.
1: Yeah, and... And I can agree with you on on it being about you know the adventure because I'm level 24 and I already have five or six stories I can tell other people of like cool stuff that's happened that I've done with other things and like oh yeah I was questing with this random guy we were we were waiting for some 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 drops and stuff like that and we were farming harpies and then this rogue just came out and killed the guy and then he ran back, and then when he spawned back again, the rogue came back and killed him again. <laughs> and it took, like, 15 minutes, a whole thing, and we were just going, like, we're crazy, like, and we're both trying to run away, and, yeah, I got a couple stories just like that, like, just from level 24. I I can't even imagine what you got at level 60, knowing I've, what you I've have. I've seen some
0: things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I was kind of excited to do some more group stuff, because I did a i did a dire mall west at level 57 and like i was telling the guys i was like it's the first dungeon i've done since like early 40s just because i've been focusing so hard on leveling which is ironic because sprinkling dungeons in probably a quicker way to do things but i was like it's it's been good to get it's fun to get back to those more social aspects because i was kind of just hunkering down by myself just focused there for a little while but we're back baby (laughs) we're back Anyway, about a half hour into the show, Jordan, what do you say we do some news? Yes. Number one, we'll start with Sony as always. Oh, by the way, six news items. Number one, Sony. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 seems to be coming ever closer. According to a report on GameSpot by Eddie Mahook. Mahook? I'm sorry. If you listen to this, I'm really sorry. (laughs) The the follow-up to one of this generation's best games seemed to have leaked via a job posting to developer Gorilla Games job board. They are looking for a, quote, technical vegetation artist, and goes on to describe what the candidate would be working on uh, creating, quote, the stunning environments of Horizon, end quote. Oh my goodness. While the fact that the game is receiving a sequel shouldn't shock anybody, it is, however... Exciting news. Um, could this be t- uh, ready in time for a PS5 launch? I don't know if that's what they're aiming for, though. I feel like the Last of Us 2 delay complicates things. I feel like maybe this could have been, but at a certain point, you still got Sucker Punch's Ghosts of Tsushima coming out, which is a PS4 game. They've said that is still a PS4 game, and I'm guessing you don't want to put that and Horizon too close to each other.
1: It's having PS2 syndrome where, like the re- the end of PS2 and the beginning of PS3 are going to end up overlapping each other. So you're going to keep releasing games on the PS2 cuz I don't know if you remember but I, when you went into places like family video and stuff like that, you saw the PS2 wall and what everything else had and it just it just went around it. And then it like maybe went into Xbox a little bit and then we was in the middle because they didn't release any third party stuff. Right. So <laughs> so ps2 it's the same thing with this like the end of ps4 ps4 can take some damage it can still kick out the numbers so maybe they just didn't get the the stuff for ps5 quick enough i don't know like that release is going that launch is gonna be really weird i'm 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 putting in my prediction now it's probably not gonna have a strong starting title unless they kept under wraps something that we've all been waiting for well and that's
0: Almost what's interesting about it is, does it really need to? Especially with it being backwards compatible with the PS4. I mean, I guess theoretically, you could just sell like, oh, hey, if you play like if Ghost of Tsushima comes out like a month before the PS5, you could just say, oh, we have an upscale patch
1: for the PS5. If, if they do that, there. they're they're totally fine. If they if they keep on the ball with it, but there's there's a lot of ways you can drop it. Right.
0: We will have to see. I'm looking forward to E3 next year. It's going to be, be bumping, assuming Sony returns. I mean, Sony could just do their own thing. But... They just
1: go under for a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, number two, there's been a shakeup of power at PlayStation. Uh, my source is Polygon's Michael McWartor. Last names, man. <laughs> well, what's funny is I can say this one. Fan favorite Shuhei Yoshida <laughs> stepping down as <laughs> president of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studio and is being replaced by none other than Guerrilla Games. Herman Holst. Holst replaces Yoshida and also sees the position combined with the vacancy left by Sean Layden's um, departure from Sony earlier. He was the chairman of PlayStation Worldwide Studios. There was a new name for all of this, but I, I couldn't find it in the article. And admittedly, I was a little crunched on time today, so I just kind of threw it together. Uh, Yoshida, however, will remain within the company and will head up a, quote, Newly formed initiative that will focus on nurturing external independent creators, end quote. This seems to be a move made to play off strengths. Yoshida has long been a champion of PlayStation's Indian initiative, while Hulse uh, heads one of PlayStation's most powerful studios and will be able to help their other first-party studios with knowledge and understanding of how games are made and what Sony expects out of their games.
1: This is super exciting. At least just from what I read. Super, super because... <laughs> you kind of need something to compete with steam not only does it offer the tools for indie developers to use to just get the put the game out right on steam and, and it offers endless variety because even i got some like workshop tools i've i've worked on games before like not you know my own like freaking right, rpg right, makers yeah. or whatever <laughs> like that and then just tinkered with it and it's very accessible I picked it up. I I listened to like a video for a couple of hours, and I figured out how to do you know minor programming just from that, or at least for that for that tool use. But I th- I think this is really good. I think platforms, uh, platformers really needed this.
0: Well, what's consoles, interesting I mean.
1: about it too is um,
0: at the beginning of the PS4 going to your thing on. I don't think the PS5 will be have a strong launch. The PS4 really didn't have the strongest launch either. It That's depended on indies. Yes, like it was PlayStation Four was the first time I guess Xbox Live Arcade, but PS4 was when indies really hit their stride on console. And from everything I've heard lately, they've been moving away from that. So this seems to be a play back into that space because I think they realize they've kind of lost the indies because their mind. I mean, to PlayStation's like defense though, like. They have games like God of War and all I was that, just like about these to big say. AAA like blockbusters taking off, so I could see where they would stray away from that a little bit, but if you have somebody who's very passionate about these things that can kind of steer it back in the direction and have a healthy balance with the two, yeah, like you said, this could be interesting to see with PS5. We'll find out more, I assume, really any time now, like maybe right after Christmas, I assume we'll start getting some rumblings of what these consoles are going to really be and whatnot however maybe we'll find a little bit more out about the scarlet on thursday number three moving into (laughs) microsoft news xbox xo 2019 will take place thursday november 14th this is xbox's yearly big fan event similar to sony's playstation experience although they haven't had one of those in the last couple years Usually the event comes with some exciting announcements, although they haven't been, like, huge announcements the last couple years. For example, last year's big announcement was that the Master Chief Collection would come to PC, which we're still waiting for. I'm thinking that's going to be something they talk about, because they said they're going to do the games one at a time on PC and just release them as they're ready. I'm thinking we'll probably get the first one. They're going to do
1: chronological order, so... I'm okay with that, okay? Like, just... What was it? Let people play Halo 1... And then, because Well, they're
0: starting with Reach. They're doing Story Order. Story Order? Yeah. Really? So they're going to do Reach first. Interesting. But, Xbox has teased on Twitter that this year will be, quote, one for the ages, end quote, causing wide speculation that we might actually get a few little, little tidbits on the Scarlet, although it probably won't be completely blown out until E3 next year, or if they do it like they did the Xbox One, their own event. They got to be careful with that because that's where they shot themselves in the foot yeah. with TV and Connect last year or the last time around, which they never really recovered from. Uh, yeah, the Xbox is in a weird spot because you keep wanting some big news from them for them, but they're just at this point they're they've got to be all focused on next gen. This they've lost this gen, like they stopped reporting numbers. When you hear like a third party talk about combined numbers for this generation, you can kind of like Ooh. get the gist that it's probably somewhere around $40 million, as opposed to the PlayStation 4 that we just talked about last week is over 100 million units sold now. So, cut your losses. I think it's smart. We'll work on the next thing. Number four, moving on to Nintendo. The newest Smash Ultimate character, Terry Bogard, is available for play after Sakurai's latest 45-minute Smash Direct... A.K.A. His new Let's Play series, because that's all this was really. <laughs> the roundup comes from way from or comes from way of GameSpot's Richard Wakeling. On November sixth, the direct was held that talked mostly, uh, exclusively on Terry Bogard from the Fatal Fury series. You can play him as of right now if you have the f- uh, first Fighter Pass, which is twenty four ninety nine, or you can purchase him separately for four ninety nine. The direct did have a few other interesting nuggets, though. Over fifty music tracks from the entire are entering the game from Fatal Fury, uh, complete with the patent saccharite. Don't ask me for anything ever again. Look, like <laughs> it was funny. He's all like, we He's like, "I submitted fifty tracks. Figured I would get like eight. And I'm putting fifty in this game. Kill me. <laughs> it's a poor guy. Like, what's so funny about this? I was I was reading something recently too, where he's all like, he was basically all like, this was the last thing Awada San asked me to do. He's like, <laughs> I almost feel like his dying friend like guilted him into making this game. <laughs> um. So other news: Krom and the Incinerator. Amiibo. Incineroar. Incineroar. Excuse yes. me, Poke Amiibo. Pokeman. Pokemans. <laughs> uh, Amiibo are launching on November 15th. And finally, Smash Brothers Update 6.0 will add battle arena improvements and add the option to play Battlefield and Final Destination forms of stage randomly. So, like, it'll just be a... Like, you can randomly select the stage to randomly move back and tor- forth between the two forms. Which I personally like. I'm still... I've noticed that when I've been over at your place playing, you guys have gone, you, you've gotten sucked into this battlefield business. Like, I'm still a Final Destination guy at heart. I just like the plane open. We
1: realize, it, this update's going to be good because we realize that there are some characters that have a distinct, uh, a distinct advantage with Battlefield over Final Destination. Because I'll, I'll never fight a Little Mac on Final De- Destination. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I need those platforms.
0: Uh, last bit of this story. Unlike other character reveal directs, um, another fighter was not teased. So there's one fighter left in the first fighter pass. Nothing was said about that. Uh, However, it was announced earlier this year at E3 that there will be a second fighter pass that they will begin when the first one is complete. So I'm kind of curious. I'm wondering if there's going to be like a it's almost like a january event kind of announcement at this point right like that's what the next character will be announced because i just don't feel like they would have a direct this close to the end of the
1: year like, i i don't know man like smash ultimate it's it's blown everything out of the water like expectations and also just you can't even predict this like really terry Bogard from <laughs> from fatal fury are you kidding me especially <sighs> rising taco See, and clearly
0: here, I, I was just about to say something, and that's not the case. I was going to say does anybody really care about this? But you know who he is, so yeah, no, this is this is a huge. And thing. I, yeah, was, I know it's a huge series. Like I, I, I say that facetiously. It was like, the only thing that,
1: competing but. with Street Fighter, uh, Fighter for a while. Was was Fatal Fury, and and they they had a crossover game too, so it didn't matter. But it'd be Goku. <laughs> It could be Sora. You don't know. It could be. No, he said Goku's a, a no go. He's too powerful. What would you do? Um, but another make thing Pickman
0: is make Pikmin be his strict counter. Dude,
1: it's Krillin. They put Krillin in the game. <laughs> he match it. He has the same size as Mario. It's fine. Um, but another thing about that is people are asking, "Oh, why not Mai Sakurai? Uh, I think it's Mai Sakurai or whatever like that. I forgot her last name, but it's Mai, and she's a very famous character from Final Fury 4 other reasons oh no
0: i they talked about her i (laughs) left that out because again i'm not a big fatal fury guy but there was a character that it's probably the second most famous after she's probably the second most famous character um, yes they were all like yeah she's not exactly what we consider smash material because we want smash to be family friendly well she's smash but but then then you got shirtless hulk or shulk yeah you get just And you've got Zero
1: Suit Sam, it's like, come on. Bayonetta, who yeah. who becomes more naked come the more on. you use her abilities? Come on. Yeah, no, she, I don't know who you're kidding. But, yeah, she's the she's the Chun-Li of the Fatal Fury series. Um, but there's a lot of ones that they probably wouldn't, like, poison they wouldn't put in because for reasons, again. But Terry Bogar is very safe. I think anything, they could have picked Rock, too. But, like I said, I never played the games myself. That, that was a little under... You know, that was a little old by the time I was born. Right. So I didn't get into it, but I watch other people play it, and I'm I'm into it. That's cool. Enjoy your new character, nerds.
0: <laughs> uh, five and six are kind of wrap-up-y. Uh, we're going into the other section. Number five, according to Open Critics, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order's embargo lifts Friday the fifteenth at midnight Eastern time. This lines up exactly with when the game comes out. So for those of you waiting for reviews to make your purchase, you will need to wait until launch day. Okay. I guess they're playing it safe. But playing it safe. It does. When I see a embargo like the day of, it does make me think that they're not so confident in their game. Maybe it's not. You think it might not be finished? I don't know. From and that's what's interesting. Like it's been previewing well, so. It'll be interesting to see. It's not always the case. Sometimes they just don't want things leaking out, but... Well, perhaps... I, I always take it as, like, we're afraid. Like, if you're not afraid, like, why, just... Like, Nintendo famously sometimes, like, lets their embargoes, like, two weeks before. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, they were talking about Zelda, like, two weeks before it launched. Like Well,
1: here's the thing. There's one word that could kill this game, if it's mentioned, in any news microtransactions well and they specifically said when they announced this game they're all like it
0: doesn't have microtransactions like that's a selling point for a game now come on guys oh my god number six world of warcraft classic phase two is going live thursday november 14th blizzard has confirmed the date in a blue post because originally everybody thought it would be the 12th but in fairness at blizzcon they said the week of the 12th they didn't necessarily said the 12th that was just an assumption everybody made In addition to this, Blizzard is moving forward with their promise to remove layering on all servers, but has stated that some servers, this will mean the return of massive queue times. Blizzard is offering free transfers off these higher populated servers, but you don't get to choose where you go, which has always been the problem with this. Like, they asked you to make new characters so many times, and some people kept doing that to get away from the queues, thinking oh, eventually I'll just be able to move back to where my friends are, but, like, I I feel bad for people in that situation. At least my friends just left me for nothing. (laughs) At least their characters are still (laughs) in the world. Yeah. Blizzard has specifically suggested that those on Argyle, Faralina, which is famously the streamer server, Herod, and Whitemane to take advantage of the transfers to avoid previously mentioned queues. Phase 2 introduces the honor system and world bosses to the game. Which is the bread and butter of the late game, isn't it? Uh, So, the honor system, yes. There is no battlegrounds in the game yet. Those are coming in separate. So, this is basically just going to be mass world PvP. Combine that with those world bosses. (laughs) Like, unless those world bosses spawn at like 3 in the morning and you just happen to get your 40 friends up. There's gonna be wars. Those are gonna take like five days to kill. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be crazy. You're gonna have it's alliance going to groups and or- because because I will gladly sit out there having no stake in it and shoot an aim shot at a tank for the other group <laughs> for an alliance group like just you're both white being yeah. and they're doing the same. thing. That's all thing. it's gonna be. It's just yeah, like you're just gonna mess each other up. Like those are the battlegrounds. They're the they're the it's, world battlegrounds. It's going to be nuts or
1: around these bosses and like
0: like we always talk about we're on a pvp server so just in general like it's gonna be
1: chaos it's gonna be chaos i don't even think they're gonna yeah i don't think they're gonna kill world boss like they have to wipe the the alliance out or do it during like the middle of of the morning yeah for it to be effective and that's gonna be so i can't wait for these videos to come out man holy moly it's gonna be wild all right
0: that's it with the news Jordan, no emails, but if you wanted to email us with comments, questions, concerns, uh, topic ideas, you can do that at brotakumoc at gmail.com. The winner of this week's giveaway for the U.S. Steam Code for Spyro the Reignited Trilogy is Matt Check. Congratulations and thank you for your support of Brotaku Men of Culture. Next week, we are giving away a U.S. Steam code for Call of Duty: World War II. Which, as far as I know, there wasn't a stupid shotgun meta in that one. So, <laughs> hey, there you go, friends. Um, follow us on Facebook at BroTaku Men of Culture and like our giveaway post for an entry, and/or share the post for an additional entry. Again, we appreciate your support. Jordan, on to topic of the week. So you had messaged me earlier. Originally, this was going to be top ten PS5 or 2 games, but we decided to move it down to top five. So that way, we're not we're not doing as many sequels because you had
1: a lot of like similar yes. games, I assumed. Yes, I did, and those games I put all the time into.
0: And I will admit, my when I made my list too, same way. Like number, like my number six would probably be like Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah, but I already have Kingdom Hearts on my list, so I removed Kingdom Hearts 2 in general. So uh, I agree with your um, with your idea for the segment here. Why don't you go first? We'll do. We'll just go back and forth, and we'll count down to our number
1: ones. All right. One moment. Let me open up my list because I made that before I got on. Um, I know number one was Star Wars Battlefront Two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we're counting down, my friend. Counting down. Yeah we go to our favorite game how dare you okay number five was guitar hero 2 <laughs> guitar hero 2 ooh i did not think about that one what a that one came to me in a fever dream it came to me and i realized the the moment that we got it uh one christmas morning it's un- it's unforgettable we just played that the entire the entire day it might be guitar hero one but two was similar uh in how we spent the whole day just playing it, it just immediately out of the box and that's all we did. I think it has... I feel like 2 is when it really took off. Yeah, was the I, time. I like those tracks better than the first game as well. It And not only that, it gave me music taste. Like, a music taste. Before, I didn't have any taste in music. I was like, uh, I was just listen to whatever's on the radio. I'm like, oh, it's pop, whatever. Or uh, uh, hip-hop's on right now. But it wasn't until Guitar Hero 2 where I was like, I like this music. This is the music I'm going to listen to. And you know what? I don't have to wait for new stuff to come out because everything I like has already been released. Oh, God, so I'll no. just go that, through that. That's a great one. I remember
0: Guitar Hero 2 much like a day like today. Snowy and crappy. Nick looks at me and he's all like, Guitar is a pretty good game. I'm like, yeah let's go buy it <laughs> and that's when I got <laughs> Guitar Hero 2 and then we just sat there and like traded off all night because at the you didn't have two guitars really at the time unless you had like two copies of the game yeah you'd trade off so yeah we and just it was fun it to
1: watch too it, it was, was really fun to watch because
0: it was just it was listening to music I feel like it's one thing that's lost today is like when I talk to like my grandma or like just the older generation early, they just listened to music yeah like it wasn't something that was on while they did something else like they would just they sit, would down, sit and down and listen to, listen to music it. yeah
1: and it was just happening right next to them and i see it with uh, the last generation like my parents do it too and i'm like i can't understand that there are sometimes i just i'm not even like reading maybe I'll, i'm having a cup of coffee in the morning and instead of watching like a video or something like that or doing like social media i'll just have music on and i'll just be listening to it while drinking my coffee and just looking around and just enjoying it the way to go yes. my number 5 time splitter's future perfect
0: I feel like this was the natural follow-up to GoldenEye. Eye
1: I know really there do was like time
0: splitters there was time you? splitters one there's time splitters two and there is a divide within the community on which one's <laughs> yeah. better future perfect or two I like future perfect more it's it's a newer game and then there was more levels and stuff um, so personally I like that but it was it was in a lot of ways I feel like the spiritual successor to Goldeneye like it was that yeah. couch co-op game. It's why I had a multi tap for my PlayStation 2 because you could do four <laughs> player split, split screen. And, you know, it just. It was the first time, and I know games like Call of Duty were probably bigger for it in general, but it was the first time that a twin stick shooter, like, uh, not not like a. Twin stick shooter is a different thing, but a, a shooter with two sticks made sense. Like, it felt yeah. good. And, of course, you still got your odd job type. So you say, like,. If somebody's
1: playing the monkey, everybody's got to play monkey. I just I remember you guys playing the monkey all the time, and it f***ed <laughs> me off because that was the first. It was the first introduction of that game to me. I've never played it before, and you guys would just all play the monkey, and I'm like, what's going on here? I just played the cool guy, and I'm going around these little pint sized things are going around shooting me, and I can't. Everyone knows where the guns are at. And the character selection in the game in general is just diverse.
0: Like, when we say monkey, like, it's an actual monkey. Yeah. There's, like, zombies. Like, it's... Because the idea of the single-player portion of the game, which I only played through once because this was a multiplayer game for me. Yeah. The single-player aspect of the game, like, you were just traveling through time and stuff. It was really neat. Jordan, you're number four.
1: My number four, and if I remember this correctly from my quote-unquote memory, is Dance Dance Revolution Supernova. Oh, my gosh. You are... Deep Cuts Supernova PS2 game? Yes. Interesting. I was always a 2 guy, but go on. All right. So Dance Dance for Revolution Supernova had just the right amount of crazy Japanese songs and things that you are familiar with that you were never like you had the challenging ones, you had the ones you did with friends and stuff like that. And once again, it was fun to watch with other people. You didn't even have to pl- be playing it. I it's one of those things where it's like, "Hey, can I watch you play?" Like you can watch me play Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, and I bet I look like a stupid sloth playing that game now. <laughs> Everyone looks like a stupid sloth playing that game. It's you have those people that put their feet back in the middle. Oh no, <sighs> no, stop that! That was the best advice I ever got playing that game
0: because I used to play it in the arcade and the guy was all like, "The game is designed. All the moves are for you not to put
1: your feet back. Yes, like it's exactly. set up to
0: just go from where you are. Yes, it. So watching. So that. for all four of you still playing Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> in the entire world. <laughs> He's come back.
1: Yeah, it does. It really does. And you need to get better mats. Because oh God, I yeah. swear to God. I want if, a metal mat. Yeah, if I find a if if that thing goes around we had to tape ours down. Tape them down and they would rip, like Exactly. Was there was from. no good time. And then you're too embarrassed to go to like the arcade to do it in front of people. Oh, I wasn't. Well, I, of course not. Really what right. you just told me, but a lot of people are too <laughs> embarrassed to play with the legit like Bars and, and metal plates and stuff. I like never use the bar, but I would buy a metal mat for that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's oh, kind of like to the point where we should, I love
1: we look into one. We can go half Oh, my <laughs> dude, we should. No, that's a bad idea. I was just about to say, we should do extra life <laughs> dance for your life 24 hour DDR. <laughs> I love it. I actually love it. That would be amazing. We should bring all of our friends around, and there needs to be someone on that dance mat. Twenty four. But I feel I feel like there needs to be enough people
0: where it where like we're not going to die. Yeah, we're taking breaks and rotating. But enough, but few
1: enough people where we are taxed. Yeah, where we're you could see us like we're picking those songs we know. We're going through the entire list from you know easy to
0: difficult and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure too. Like if we got a metal mat because I know the metal mats could hook into anything. I'm sure you could probably find like a PC version that has a hack of just like whatever songs. An emulation and yeah. things
1: like that? Or just like a huge list of them? Yeah. Dude, like, like, like
0: Guitar Hero nowadays is played on a hack of two, typically, I think. Yeah. So And they just pump their own songs into it. Like There's got to be something like that for DDR. Do you but know what? Oh, maybe my. that's what Brutaku Men of Culture can just become. <laughs> we're, we're just a DDR channel now. We're
1: a DDR channel, guys.
0: You got it here. Now you got some deep cuts. Like, I was looking through my binder. Some of these games must be missing out of my
1: collection because i had to really think deep about this one mostly because i had to dig deep because the ones that are at the top of my list are the ones i played a disgusting amount of like i said
0: i was a ddr2 guy i feel like i could i could and i mean when you make these top five lists like that's it depends on the mood you're in that those days yeah like it could always change but i feel like i could i probably would have bumped time splitters for ddr my number four jordan Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3, my friend. Of course it is. What oh a my goodness. Fantastic game. This is the peak of Dragon Ball Z fighting games, in my it opinion. Is. No. Um it this is. was before it went that 3D fighting style that like everybody seems to love. And I'm just like, I, I don't prefer, like it, no. I, I like the two D, and I know we've got Dragon Ball Fighters, which is kinda similar, but that's way that is that it's is more some, expert. That is some nerd level. Yeah, you need you need stuff. like it's an arcwork system, so you of need course. stick and button for that, don't you? Like you a need lot a lot cabinet. Like if you want to play, great. Like I enjoyed it for about a day or two. Like I played through the story and all that, and then I was all it got to the point where it's all like all there is to do is play online. It's like, nope, not gonna not do that. that. Uh-uh. Uh, and, and again, the beauty of the PS2 days is there wasn't online to play, so they actually had to fill their game full of stuff to do. The adventure mode suite in this game is incredible and then like you've got to unlock moves for your characters or like you're working to unlock the omega moves but my favorite thing of this game was more recently when we just started having tournaments yeah. in the game and my krillin <laughs> was second only oh, only no. to Kyle Supreme Kai my i, could, I remember I could that matchup anybody with krillin and Yeah. I could, oh man, Kyle though, his, that stupid Supreme Kai of his was like that, a brick wall. That
1: was like the me and you of Smash Brothers. I remember that night when we were at your house and we were playing Budokai 3 and it was, I got knocked out by that Omega Shenron. I'm st- I'm still mad about Matt that, by Slade's the way. Slade's Omega Shenron. Where he spammed, he picked the strongest character and spammed the strongest move, as he does with like Pikachu and stuff like that and Smash Brothers, but I, I got knocked out quick. Even though I didn't know how to play, so I was going to get knocked out. But when you two got up, we were, everyone was watching. doesn't matter what everyone else was doing.
0: Which is funny about it. Like Everybody was very interested in those fights. But unlike Smash Brothers, where I can get you once in a while. Yeah. I never got Kyle Supreme Kai. I never <laughs> won that matchup. I remember that, too. I mean,
1: canonically. like I, d- I, I got close sense. a couple times, but yeah. I never won. Maybe we cr- need to settle that.
0: Mike though though. I- I, my Krillin tactic was so cheeseball because everybody was else was, freaking picking, Destructo was disc. Pissed, picking like Goku <laughs> and stuff meanwhile I just run up there because he could unlock his potential right away yeah. which he powered up he would stun the guy near him so I'd just run up to you and it'd be like ready, set, and I'd be like unlock my potential and just
1: start chucking Destructo discs it, it's, a, it's a free hit too yep. it, it was it was to the frame where if you got hit with a stun you were going to get hit by the, by the Destructo disc it was a good opener it was Jordan, number 3 my number three is Kingdom Hearts. Oh, nice! The first one. Yes. hmm
0: We'll talk about it. Yes. Do we want to talk about it when we get to mine? Just because we'll yes. have a good conversation with it. Because I have Kingdom Hearts a little higher up. Even uh, my number three is Jack and Dexter. I was predicting this actually. I was talking with Seth about this, and I was like, "It's probably going to be Jack and Daxter. Uh, Dexter, I love the first one. The second one's hard as balls, and I've never finished the third one.
1: I don't um, think Derek did. He was doing that run through. He he went through the. We would come over every Saturday night. He was playing Jack the uh, the Jack right. trilogy, or whatever. Like, well, that. it's because
0: I didn't have the third one. That's why I didn't play that one because he was playing my my. But game. he was
1: having some rough times. The
0: second one. Yeah, no, I I prefer the first one. It's a little more grounded. I feel like it's not. It's not a shooter. Like it yeah. is an action platformer. And it's just it's got charm and character in it. I feel like it holds up today. Like I played the I played the first one on my Vita a couple of years ago. It didn't run well on the Vita, but it was still like it's just it's very charming. Jack doesn't talk in the first one. Like every time he tries to, Daxter's like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Like he just it's always always interrupts. In the way, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what's so funny about in Jack Two. One it was, of the opening scenes. His first yeah. words are like, "I'm gonna kill him." Like he's like, <laughs> "Whoa, my," but um. No, like I just said, it's colorful. Um, it it kind of makes sense considering the high regard I hold Crash Bandicoot in. Like this was Naughty Dog's next thing after they gave up Crash, so makes sense. Um, interesting tidbit: The Last of Us started off as Jack Four. Really? Yeah, and then they realized they enjoyed the real dark undertones and stuff, and felt it would work better being a more realistic now, grounded thing.
1: What parts of that? Translated. I
0: think it's just like they wanted something dark, probably like infection type things going yeah. around. Like they wanted to go
1: dark, but apparently it started as Jack Four. I mean, they dabbled in it with da- Jack Two. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. With with going dark, I guess I can see it.
0: And like I said, I haven't played Jack Three. I could Jack Two's hard. I could see an argument for a, being a better game, but I think Jack and Daxter just holds. Uh I'll go next, just so we can talk about your yeah. number three. My number two is Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Uh, I think two's a better game. I think it plays better. One has the charm. Yeah. One, the story isn't
1: complicated yet. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't add all these other things, and they didn't need... Well, another thing is, they don't. a lot of people don't know that there's a game between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories. And a lot of people, I I would actually put Chain of Memories, people hate that game because of the card system, but I would put it above 2. Really, I will put Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories in order.
0: Topic of the week, part two: Kingdom Hearts order. <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> but it's it, it was an advanced game, and that's why it yes. was close to me. It's because when all the lights were off and everyone was asleep. I wasn't. <laughs> I was playing Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. I beat Sora's story in Chain of Memories. I never beat
0: Riku's though. I loved Riku's story, and it—you need if you're interested in this the game of Kingdom Hearts easier too because yeah, like it just, was like you didn't have to build the deck with him. You're like you just super had powerful get, right off the and bat, and you just had to get through it with the deck they gave you for
1: him. And it was like nines and eights and sevens mm-hmm. for the damage that you were doing instead of like what you start off with Sora. It was pretty. It was a great new game plus sort of because. They already knew what you were they knew what you were doing if you finished the game and you unlocked it. That final boss is incredibly difficult, so you probably know what you're doing. And you unlock this one and you're like, okay, have another story. Have fun. By the way, all of this is important. So go tell your friends that there's something in between there. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, simple and clean, man. The Simple the, and Clean. The techno version at the
0: beginning that just gets oh you. Oh my god, out. the
1: techno version. I still listen to that. you're
0: Oh, it's so good! It, it ben, is a banger. And then at the end, <laughs> when like the island's like splitting apart, and Kyrie's going home, and 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 him, er, yeah. they're holding hands, yeah. uh, Sora and Kyrie, and he's like, "I'll come back to you someday," yeah. I and promise it. you. She's like, "I knew uh, uh, know you will." And then the hand, like yeah. they like hold their hands, it's like, <laughs> "When you
1: want." Oh, it's kicks me right in the feels. It it, it was it's so much character. For a game that makes Disney and Final Fantasy together. <laughs> and
0: Kingdom Hearts is what I think of when I think of G4, like old school G4. Because I didn't know about the game until I had G4 on a preview channel, since we didn't have that level yeah. of cable. And I was watching the show Cheat. And they were talking about things in Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, what is this game? I'm like, I don't care about the Final Fantasy people, but they're here, and there's Disney people, and they're, like, killing people. I'm like, yeah, let's do They're freaking Tarzan's killing a shadow guy. And I remember I, it was one of those things. My parents, way back when I was, like, real, not, like, super young, obviously, I was in school, but when I had good report cards, they would buy me games every once in a while. And, like, I remember being like, so, Dad don't need you to straight buy me this game but i'm like 30 bucks short and i really want this game uh let's say i
1: have a good report card (laughs) like would you cover the
0: other 30 yeah the the negotiations were successful
1: Mm -hmm. also in a similar vein um i was more like i waited and i wouldn't ask for anything from my parents for like almost half a year and then i'd be like hey you know there's this game i like or I think I'd like and I think you know I rented it a couple of times that was a thing because they didn't like when you would buy a game and you wouldn't play it so we would rent games a lot and renting games was huge back in the day oh, I yeah. mean like I, I rented most of my games I beat Paper Mario all the way through on rented games and I don't know if you guys remember this but when you rent a Nintendo 64 game it was not safe to the console yeah, no, so to get, get your safe back you needed the exact cartridge so we would go to the same place every And to time. hope
0: somebody like me who wouldn't just erase games because you were a stupid little kid and didn't really know what you were doing. <laughs> exactly. You had to hope somebody like me didn't get the game so in between.
1: I took a permanent marker, and on the outside of the box, I'd marked it. So when I went back in, I would know this is the cartridge and this is the game that it's in. And I beat the whole game through renting the game. But, yeah, the same thing with Kingdom Hearts. I rented it a couple times, and I'm like, I want this game. This is going to be my six-month game. The game also hit at like a great time for me too because one complaint I've heard about the
0: game, especially like Nick's, always had a hard time getting into it, and he's just like, I can't get into a twelve-year-old love story.
1: I was twelve years old, so the twelve-year-old love story was like right there. Like and Kyrie was freaking cute, and everyone had the Riku. I was like, oh, it's my more attractive friend that has a better chance with her, but I have heart. I've got heart. (laughs) Except for that part in the game where you
0: didn't... Yeah,
1: it's spoilers for uh, a decade-old game, but whatever. <laughs> Jordan, your number two. My number two, Soul Calibur three.
0: Ooh, good choice. I, that was on my top ten. That was on your top ten? Yes. And hey. that was one of those games where I struggled. Do I want three? Do I want two on there? Because I played them both like an obnoxious yeah. amount, but... I'll well, let you talk about it first since it is on your. You, you, I'll give you the guess on why I picked three over two. Mm, the want the the um the real time strategy mode. Yes, you know, that that and that's why I ended up picking it too. Josh and I. I remember really that on Saturday so nights, well. man. Oh no, like when we were younger. Like, we would literally, like, camp out in my backyard and run an extension cord to his... (laughs) And at the time, like, obviously you weren't bringing TVs outside because they were huge. So we had the... We had the little flip-up GameCube TV screen that he had. We'd plug my PlayStation into that, and we'd just sit there and play that for hours. Like, we both had three characters. Like, oh, man, like... It was... I'd, and you would switch off, right? Like, and on there's the characters never you're been playing?
1: anything like that since. No, like in a game, it's incredible because that was my favorite. I would still open that up every once in a while just to play that that mode. It's so good and it's so unique. And they never did it in any of the other games. So just because people might be confused, basically what this
0: mode was was like a real time strategy. So like you were sending and you were trying taking towers. So like you would have to send people to defend towers or to attack towers. And then when they broke into a tower, you would actually do like an actual fighting game fight, and like damage characters, would yeah. be sent back to the main base to respawn. And you were like moving, a PvP mode, man. That is one thing I wish there was like a I, PvP I version of. I was always of. thinking that
1: in the back of my head, and it's because that game was the first introduction to character creation in Soul Calibur. Something so important that later on, it's in every single game afterwards, um, and they had unique uh, fighting styles that only custom characters could play which are kind of just watered down versions of the others or you can play you know your favorite character in in the story mode or whatever like that in this form in your custom character right and there was like different types that you can make them you can make them if infantry and they were good And you can if you clashed with someone on the road you could just avoid fights altogether and just have them take their hp down with just knowing that they are a different type than you and things like there was so much strategy and then like the, the people in the game were in there too like super ultra high level and you probably couldn't kill them with your character because you were you were lower level and stuff like that so they just like slap you in one hit but if you're good and you send all your people at the same tower and you can really overwhelm people it was a strategy game yep and it was it rewarded good play but it also didn't matter if you sucked too because you could just out maneuver them and you could, if you sucked at the game and you were fighting like a hard, hard boss character in that mode, you could just send three or four of your dudes at the same castle, and then when you go into that decisive battle, it's like decisive battle. And then if you won that battle, you won that tower. Right. Um, and you would go into that room, and it would just be him, or her, and this huge health bar. With different colored health bars and stuff, it'd be purple, and you'd have like green ones and stuff like that. But you'd have four or five guys in a row, right? Which you could just ring them out, and then the game would be over. <laughs> so good, so good. It Soul Calibur three I sank a lot of time into, and also just creating characters. And that's too. what's funny when I think about that. When I think of fighting games, I think of like good, like
0: just stories through the fighting games. But like that was that was Soul Calibur three for me. Like I I
1: couldn't tell you a single yeah. thing like that happened in that game. Like it wasn't even the it wasn't even the base game but if you played the story mode that was good too because they introduced um, branching pads and stuff like that at, in Soul Calibur 3 where you could end up with a different boss at the end depending on the on, uh, the the route you took and you would have I think there was a secret boss in there and his name was like uh, Night Terror or whatever like that and you needed to like it, it brought back the old Mortal Kombat trilogy sort of thing where you had to beat these people in a certain time you know, at a, at this certain stage, and you gotta get a perfect on it and stuff like that. And that was the only way you could unlock that secret character, which brought back the feeling of of telling your friends about it. Like that, it might not really be true, and the rumors and stuff like right. that. Like, hey, hey, I heard if you go through down this path, you'd fight a secret boss at the if end. If you do
0: this and you glitch through the SSN and you surf on the side of the
1: the boat and you find a peekaboo, <laughs> if you do this and this, you can get Dolor Kraft craft to take her clothes off. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs>
0: finishing off this topic of the week my number one is shadow of the colossus what a fantastic game it's an amazing game um i want to play the remake because it looks stunning it does i saw it with the the god Rage. but the game holds up fairly well uh the game you're basically it's just a boss rush when you think about it so the whole game there's no other enemies aside from the bosses the colossi and you spend the whole game searching for these colossi by holding up your sword, and it'll shine the way, and you're going through, like, this this obnoxiously large world. Like, they built this whole giant world that there's, like, nothing in. And it's not like some games where you're like, oh, there's nothing here. Like, it's just, it's stunning. Like, it's so beautiful to to look around. And then you, like, actually get to these colossi, and you're killing them. And by, by the end of the game, you're like... Is that a bad guy? Yeah, like, like I wasn't things, doing cra- the good these stuff. These creatures were just in minding this their world own minding their own business. And you show up and you're all like, "Damn to die because I've got to save my
1: girlfriend. And it makes a lot of sense what someone is willing to go to for someone else. But at there's a certain point where it's not worth it anymore. Like You you went on this huge journey and at the end of it, like you're not yourself anymore. Literally in this case. It's a big question <laughs> and I, I, I know the
0: answer. Normal people don't. You didn't let Aggro die, right? (laughs) Yeah, Matt Check. You don't let Aggro die, right? You don't let Aggro die. You know what, Matt Check? You lost. Give your copy of Spyro back. (laughs) Return to Sender. Kidding. Uh, That was a fun one. I don't know what we're going to do next week for Topic of the Show. I still have my number one. I thought it was still Calvert 3.
1: No. I said Battlefront, but I didn't... Talk oh, about
0: that's right! Battlefront Two, one.
1: the original. Got
0: I, I forgot we moved Kingdom Hearts and Jack and Daxter. I probably skipped your three. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Battlefront
1: Two. Battlefront Two. What a game, my friend! One of the only games I was there was a like three games I've convinced my dad Star to play Wars. with me. Yes, Star Whoa. Wars Battlefront Two. <laughs> yeah, not not actual Battlefront Two, and I'm talking about the older one, the first one that yeah. came out. Uh, this game was nuts, and it holds up. And it holds up. I
0: have it downloaded I, it on my I computer. Played it when I was going through my um, post-Episode eight
1: depression, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I installed it, and I'm like, I need good Star Wars in my life. It holds up. It does. And, the re- and I've also played the original one, the original Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. And there's a couple of modes in here that put it above the first one. And that's Heroes versus Villains and Galactic Conquest. Oh,
0: Galactic Conquest, man. That's... It's all they needed to do with the new ones, and it would have been good. Yeah, <laughs> the new ones look
1: and sound so good, but I've heard two ads turned around quite a bit. I need yeah, to it check did. it out. But I uh, my brother told me that he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't have any issues with it. And I'm like, it probably doesn't have any issues anymore, except it still has the under the under layer of uh, you know microtransactions. Right. But besides that, the the bad taste in your mouth afterwards, it's still probably
0: pretty no, good to play. Gosh. Galactic Galactic Conquest was so good. My, my, my favorite map. And that whole thing was when you were up in... When you were on the... Like, there was the map where you were on the starfighters. And you had to, like, destroy the other ship. So you had to get in a, like, TIE yes. fighter... And go over to the other ship. So, like, there was, like, a big space battle raging outside and then that. And that's what bums me out. Is originally... I think it was Vicarious Visions was working on... Who ended up doing the Crash Insane Trilogy. They were working on Battlefield 3. Battlefront. Whatever yep. it was. 3. And they were going to take it a step further where, like, you could be on the ground fighting and then get in a, like... Thing it is Battlefront.
1: Did I say Battlefield? I don't know. Battlefront. Yeah, front. it's Battlefront. <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront, yes. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's another big difference between the first and second one. Uh, Galactic Conquest also did something where, well, people who, for people who don't know, you would go to different planets in the Star Wars universe set in a certain timeline and you would be a special... You would be a certain faction. And your goal is to go and conquer all the planets. And you had this CPU who would be... This computer-controlled character on the other side that would fight against you and try to take your planets as well. But you could you could do things like you can buy extra fleets so you don't have to walk around the galaxy. You can buy special, like, garrison troops so when you're in the middle of a battle, you can get reinforcements. You can buy, you know... You can have the ability to generate like Jedi or special heroes to help you with that battle, which was just an instant win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you had this very... General Kenobi has joined the battle. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah, like, oh no, I can hear his theme music in my head. Uh, but if you went to... If you met an opposing fleet above a, a, above a planet or just in, in just outer space or whatever like that, you would have a dogfight between these two fleets and it would be two capital ships and your goal was to blow up the other ship either through attacking them through the outside with bombers and taking down their shields blowing up their engines and and taking away their life supports and stuff like that and you can fight other ships on the outside or you could do what I always did and take a transport load it up with a a few of your buddies go into their hangar lay down and start murdering them on the inside (laughs) and blowing up their systems on the inside and there was just so much. There was so much freedom with it as well. Man, remember when games had to just be complete and actually be games, <laughs> because you couldn't just patch them later. And no one waited for it. Like no one, when it came out, we were like, dude, this is awesome. I think social media is also a huge part of this, and I don't think a lot of people talk about that. But the reason we lost that and why things are getting rushed so much is because of this pressure that the world seems to be looking at them when and people seem to overreact because they're behind this. This facade, this persona, this online persona—they don't—they don't, don't, you know, get judged as easily because they could just shut it off and not be that person anymore. And that's—I think—that's the reason why games don't get completed anymore. It's because there's so much, there's so much faceless criticism, and it's not useful. And that's why games get rushed and unfinished. A deep thought to leave topic of the week on. So that was now topic of the
0: week. Uh, like I said, uh, like I was hinting at earlier, I don't know what next week's is gonna be. I have nothing to tease. We'll have to chat about it. Yeah. Hopefully something will come up. I think I'm thinking, not next week, but the week after that will be the week of Thanksgiving. Maybe a, like a We'll look at what Black Friday deals have leaked, and maybe like try to steer gamers in a direct good direction to save a buck, get yeah. some recommendations, stuff like that. Do some reporting. Um, before we get out of here, what are your plans this week, Jordan? What What, what are you gaming? What are you thinking? Anything big? Probably
1: more Iceborne. <laughs> Probably the Shocker. grind again. Probably gonna, well, put up some new sets, something like that. I, I was thinking about going into... I, I downloaded another... I bought another Monster Hunter game mm-hmm. for the Switch. Okay. And I need to clear up some space for it because I think... The what switch was it, itself. Like
0: generations or something, I think. I
1: think, yeah, it's, it's like 4U Ultimate mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't remember. But I'm going to play that, and I think I'm going to compare and contrast okay. World with that one because I know that one went back to the old ways of how it played. There will be some more good Monster Hunter talk
0: next yeah. week, is what you're saying. Yeah, there will. All right. Well, I'm not going to download it next week. <laughs> it's somewhere in the future. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to try to look towards this. Um, I'm going to be playing some Modern WoW. I want to do the anniversary event what's going on right now i've seen that i saw my dad and sisters mount i'll do it with you perfect well we'll chat about that maybe we can stream it or something yeah um and then the av they got the old school like av event going on so uh you can get a mount doing that too so we will need to check that out so i want to play some modern wild and i want to get back to i want to get back to uh outer wilds because i was thinking about picking up star wars when it came out but unless it's like People are telling me it's like the best game ever made. I think I'm going to hold off because I've got a, I have got ai didn't realize. I, I got my car payment this month, which I do in six months, so that's not like a small chunk of change. Yeah. And I, I forgot I got a dentist appointment next week, which is going to be, it's not a, like a ton of money, but it's money nonetheless. Yeah, so, I know I, what you mean. I'm And, and off especially too. with my, my birthday and Christmas so close, um, typically I'll get a couple games for that. So I'm just going to hold off and see see maybe if I can't pick it up that way so definitely we'll be spending more time in the outer wilds and then of course Wild classic like pvp's out uh I'll probably be doing that but I'm definitely I need to shout out to my girlfriend who she deals with my gaming addiction like as it is <laughs> but like this week she really let me dive into a dark place like <laughs> I just I would get home from work and at least play Wild. like I get off at three so I'd be home by like 3 30 and I'd just play Wild to like seven at least, if not later, just to finish that's up that a decent grind. So, chunk of time. So but maybe but, half level. Yeah, not, yeah not pro- even props much. to her. Um, <laughs> when I first started, I was at like fifty-four or something. Like those first couple days, I since last week I did like a level, and then yeah, those those last like two or three levels were definitely like a half level a day kind of thing. Wow, that's commitment yeah. to one's partner. <laughs> so thank, uh, So basically, I need to get back to a more healthy. Gaming style, and then I want to get back. There's still things with Brotaku I want to get done that I like. Again, I I never never got around to looking at podcast services. We still want to do, do that, but like again, like when there's WoW to be played, can't be bothered. When there's to be, be played, I can't be bothered to be putting my podcast up on podcast services, you know. <laughs> but um, I've heard from a couple of our friends that the RSS feed thing is working, so excellent. Um, I will attach that to this episode. So if you're listening to this on our SoundCloud, don't forget you can put our RSS feed directly into your podcast app and then it'll just pull it up like a normal podcast. Cool stuff. Jordan, let's get out of here. Until next week, this has been Brotaku, Men of Culture Games Weekly. We'll see you next time. See ya.